Hey everybody, I'm Gracie Carroll. And I'm Trevor Perkins. A podcast celebrating the success of women across the globe. Join us every week as we chat with wonderful females and tell their story. You're listening to Girl Most Likely Podcast. Welcome guys to a bonus episode of Girl Most Likely Podcast podcast. I am writing solo today, but I'm so excited to be chatting with the wonderful Danny Taylor. Hi, Danny. Hi, y'all. My name is Danny Taylor. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's Friday the 13th. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, not awesome in regards to it's Friday the 13th, but it's awesome that you're here with us today, that everything's been going well for you. You know, I was telling you before the interview, like I have seen you everywhere digitally lately, mm-hmm. um, Spotify editorials, Apple music, you know, everywhere we like, I've been seeing you and we've been sharing you out, of course, on the podcast. So tell me more about those experiences because you've kind of been all over the place recently. Yeah. Um, I was on man, a few words made it to new music, Nashville playlist, which was my first time being on a Spotify editorial playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I also was on CMT Roundup playlist that week, as so well fun. as Whiskey Riff playlist on Spotify as well. And I even made it on to Hot Tracks on Apple, as well as um, the, I think it's like New and Country playlist on Apple as well. Yeah. Um, and then I also, my first single ever girl most likely um that <laughs> made it and i think it still might be on a titles uh rising playlist so that's so awesome yeah i literally had to download title because i didn't even <laughs> have it i was like oh i guess i, I should download this <laughs> sometimes you don't realize that like especially in the music industry like there's so many platforms and then you get added to something and you're like oh well i don't have that now i gotta go get that All right um, like that's the- so awesome that uh, one really crazy thing that happened to me recently, well, it was like a couple of weeks ago when during my release of Man A Few Words, um, I was looking at, because you know how you can see like your artist profile, you can actually yeah. see on Spotify how many people are listening to your song at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it updates it like constantly, like once someone turns off your song or stops listening or starts listening. And one day I was like just on there and I was looking at it and I had like 200 people listening at once. That's awesome. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, how (laughs) is this happening? And then I went on my Facebook and a lady like commented on one of my videos and she's like, oh my gosh, I heard you on the radio on an FM station here. I don't know what state it was, but I think it was from Georgia. And uh, that was probably the reason why that all those people just tuned in after they heard me on the radio. And I'm not, I'm an independent artist. Like I don't have someone to promote me to FM radio stations. Yeah. I have no idea where, what radio station it was or where it was. <laughs> I think it was in the South, but um, it's crazy the, the reach and, and just being places and not even knowing that you were there. <laughs> Yeah, no. And that's so cool. That's what's literally so awesome about the digital age nowadays is artists so many, like so often they don't realize that they're, you know, being streamed here or they're being added here. Mm -hmm. And when you get like, when you get reached out and people are like, Hey, I've heard you there. You're like, Oh, that's so awesome. I didn't even know that myself. 
Yeah. No, it's like also really hard to keep up with because you want to like keep up with it all and just like, you know, as an artist, you have to have Instagram, you have to have Facebook, you have to have Twitter, bands in town, TikTok, all of that. And then to just like, you also want to interact with your fans and make sure that, you know, like you appreciate their kind comments and words and yeah, everything like for reaching out and saying nice things about your music. And it's just so hard to like keep up with it all in this age because yeah. of that. There's just so many... I wish there was like some sort of app where like it just took all the comments from everything across the board from YouTube to Instagram to Facebook where you could just like just comment back or like it because it's so hard to like constantly like you have to look through all your social medias because I feel like it's ma- it, they've made it harder to see your notifications for some reason recently. Yeah, social media is so weird. I mean, even on the podcast level of things, um, you know, when we share and we do that kind of stuff, sometimes it's hard for us to be seen. And so it's Instagram specifically has been so hard recently, but we've been managing and we've been adjusting and, you know, that's honestly, I mean, we on the girl most likely team, you know, Gracie and I, we've shared out your stuff and we've supported you. We think I love you. Like I literally, your voice is phenomenal. And I listen to girl most likely probably every single day. So (laughs) that one listener that's still listening and streaming your song, that's probably me. (laughs) Um, So that's so awesome. And I, you know, me and you had the opportunity to chat uh, clear back when you released girl most likely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just following you and watching you grow since then has been such a cool thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a journey. And there's still a lot more ahead. That's just, it's just like never ending. You think like, you know, going into it, like, oh, there's like a finish line. No, there is mm-hmm. no such thing as a finish line in the music industry. It's like, you just keep going. <laughs> yeah. And that's just, that's just such the awesome thing. And, you know, you mentioned your journey you've been on such a wild ride and it hasn't gone unnoticed from the industry. And so kind of tell me about everything. You know, we talked back when Girl Most Likely released and tell me more about that journey since then, because everything has grown for you. I'm sure it's felt like a whirlwind, you know, tell me what you felt during those times. (sighs) Honestly, it's, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, as an artist anyways, and as a songwriter, like you kind of have to be an emotional person to be able to connect through music and to be able to write good songs. So I'm already an emotional person as it is. Um, And then just, you know, being protective of your artistry and being scared of what other people are going to think of it. Mm. Um, If people are going to like it, people are going to listen. If that's a whole other it's very a lot of there's a lot of anxiety surrounding it but on top of it you know there's just some amazing things like specifically in tiktok um a lot of people started using my song man a few words to like show their love for their like partners Mm -hmm. and um one woman i'll never there's like two videos that like really stuck out to me one woman uh made a video to my song and her now husband like donated a kidney to her. I literally, I'm like, literally these videos make me cry. I, I can't even look at them anymore because I, I will like start bawling. And um, what was the most, there was another woman who made a video and her husband, a few people have actually mentioned, they were like, yeah, my husband, he, he passed away last month. 
but he was a man of few words. And I'm like, then it's like, so like heart wrenching, but like at the same time, it's like, so it's so beautiful that people are able to share, you know, their own personal yeah. experiences and, and they're able to like relate to my song. Like that's yeah. so strong. It's, it's, it's an amazing experience for sure. And I'm sure like, you know, even as a person who works in the industry, like getting to play a part and helping an artist tell their story. I mean, you, you literally put out music obviously cause it's your passion. You love it, but you're also putting out music because your fans love it and you're reaching a new audience. And so I can only imagine like what it feels like to have those moments and share those moments with your fans. I bet that's mm-hmm. like a whole nother level of everything. Yeah, no, it, it it's definitely, it's like weird <laughs> Yeah. because, you know, I've never put out music. I've never been able to like relate to somebody before through it. And mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, I'm a very talkative person. Like I talk to strangers all the time and I try <laughs> to like relate to them. And, but music is just a whole other level of consciousness almost to be able to relate to somebody. It's really special. Yeah, no, that's, and that's, really cool. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, but you mentioned something that just really stuck out to me. I mean, obviously I know that music has always kind of been on your radar and that's something that you've wanted to do. And you found yourself in the country music genre, but you know, most recently, I mean, obviously girl most likely was your debut release and that was kind of like kickstarted everything, Mm -hmm. you know, was, why did you wait till then to pursue an artist career? Did you have to find some things about yourself before you pursued it? Oh, I'm coming up on my three years of moving to Nashville it, by, uh, it's going to be February, 2021 will be my three-year anniversary, but you know what? I'm going to only count it as two because this year doesn't count. So it's my <laughs> two-year anniversary because I spent quarantine this year, mostly in Arizona gotcha. anyways. Um, but it's been a long journey since I've moved to Nashville. Like I came to this town, you know, trying to pursue the whole Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, like wannabe persona. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't me. It's just been a very long journey. And it's it's been a very long journey. um, But I've really discovered like who I am through it. And I'm still discovering like who I am now that, you know, I have all my my EPs completely like finished and just waiting to put it out and just getting the content done now for it. It's it's weird listening to the music. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm closing a chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. It's really strange listening to it because I'm like, I'm already prepared to write new stuff. Like for this new chapter, I'm now experiencing. Yeah. And it's, it's really wild. And that's, and that's so awesome for you. I mean, currently you have three songs out, two singles, and then you released a holiday song and mm-hmm. the f- response has been phenomenal with the media and you have an amazing team behind you. Mm-hmm. And you know, that response has been so cool, but you know, since the podcast is called Girl Most Likely and we have something in common (laughs) with your debut song being Girl Most Likely, you know, tell me more about experiences, you know, obviously there's such, there's such a hardship for females in the music industry now. And that's, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons why Gracie and I created the podcast was to help artists share their voice and share their story and just share about them because sometimes it's not, you know, streamlined in the normal media realm of things because it's so centered and male dominant. 
So tell me more about, you know, experiences that maybe you have felt, or there's times where you felt like you haven't been compared, like where you wanted to be because a male kind of got in the way of it. Hmm. I kind of put you on the spot. I'm so No, yeah, no, you're (laughs) totally fine. You're totally fine. I don't want to, I'm just like, not someone that you know, I don't want to, I try to just be like positive about things and not let like, like clearly there is like a glass ceiling here. Um, and it's not, it, sometimes it can make you really feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. I mean, there has been a couple experiences, but there's nothing that's like been just so blatant that it was like, wow, that just destroyed me because I'm, I would say I'm a pretty strong, strong girl. Um, (laughs) I can tell that by just talking to you. Like I can tell you're very strong and confident. Yeah. I'm frankly, I'm not worried about it because I am confident in myself and my message and who Mm -hmm. I am as an artist and what I have to say. Um, but the problem that I think is the biggest problem in this town is it almost seems as like, because they're playing less women on the radio, there's less positions for them to be played. So that makes women extremely competitive with other women. Like men in this town, like they, I feel like they're just, they're able to just, you know, get along and help each other out and be buddy, buddy. But like when it comes to, you know, female country artists, we're all vying for one spot while there's like 10 spots for, for the men. So it's, it's more of like this weird competitiveness with other country female artists. It's not like, you know, pop music, which is just like all female artists basically like dominated by it. And they don't really have to like compete, but like, it feels like, I just don't like the idea of the issue I have with it is I don't like being pitted against other people mm-hmm. because I believe everyone has their own lane and has their own story to tell. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I personally don't like about that whole issue with females not getting played on the radio and country radio, because it's, it's just, I don't think anyone should ever have to feel competitive for just being who they are and trying to like show who they are to the world. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, you told me that because I never really thought of it in that realm of things. Um, I mean, obviously I am a huge supporter of women in music and I, you know, obviously I'm here on the podcast. I'm the (laughs) co-host of it. Um, but you know, sharing their story and I'm so glad that you are sharing your story with everyone. Um, you know, like I said, and I'm going to say it probably many more times in this interview, like, when I say that I've seen you everywhere, I've literally seen you everywhere. I mean, just because when we have our one conversation, our phone interview doesn't mean like, I don't follow you and keep up with what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, tell me more about the artistry yourself. Like you just released that song, man, a few words went great. You just released a holiday song. So tell me more about the Christmas song and why you chose to release a holiday song. So that uh, does it snow in Nashville which I released November 6th honestly I don't even know what date is anymore because of this election (laughs) and like that was wild too probably one of the worst ideas ever just a note to anyone out there do not release music on like election week just don't do it 
no well, one's gonna listen every four years <laughs> right just don't <laughs> do it that was like uh i didn't even realize that <laughs> i'm not really like i'm i'm someone that stays neutral when it comes to politics <laughs> i'd rather yeah. just not get involved but um yeah it came out november 6th 9th i don't know i'm a little bit dyslexic when it comes to numbers <laughs> yeah um and that song i've been holding on to for like three years uh it was uh -huh. one of the first songs i ever wrote I wrote it before I ever moved to Nashville. I wrote it with my co-writer, Travis Howard, who also produced um, the song as well. And, you know, the whole concept of that song actually came from me wondering if it snowed in Nashville. I actually asked, I was like, does it snow in Nashville? Cause I didn't know, <laughs> like I'm from Arizona, born and raised. Like yeah. I've never been to the South before. Like, does it snow ever in the South? And Tennessee is kind of like in the middle. So I wasn't sure. And mm -hmm. then, I don't know, I just like the I, the sound of, does it snow in Nashville? It just sounded dreamy to me. Yeah, and well, does it snow in Nashville? I mean, I, I personally don't you know. Didn't, you Iowa. never know. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've lived here, it's like, well, does it snow in Nashville? Like, I mean, it can. So if it's in the forecast, you're like, does it snow in Nashville? I love singing the song when it does like kind of flurry out here. Yeah, um, no, and that's such a cool thing. I mean, I live in Iowa, so snow here is yeah, like it snows. <laughs> um, we had snow. I'll never forget. It was like the week before Halloween, and we had snow here. And oh I was goodness. like, oh my gosh, all these kids are gonna be out trick or treating, and we're gonna have literally they're gonna be in like snow pants and stuff because we're gonna <laughs> have so much snow. But we haven't, and the weather has been so weird here changing up and down and so mm -hmm. i guess i've never even thought of like if it snowed in nashville or not i definitely know it doesn't snow in arizona oh it does just it, only in like super like flagstaff which is like oh gotcha i think it's where like you, six thousand elevation or something where do you like where are you from in arizona um i was born in phoenix and i was mostly raised on the west side in glendale um okay. and then after our, I was shipped off to like a boarding school in outside of Detroit. So mm -hmm. I know what snow is like and cold is like <laughs> for oh, yeah. years of my life. Like I experienced negative 30 degrees and I never want to experience it again. <laughs> yeah, um, you back. But uh, yeah, my parents, like when I went back for college, I uh, lived in my parents' house with them. And they, by that time they lived on like the east side where there's a bunch of like horse ranches and stuff so i got to experience like country life like arizona western country life like took you 10 minutes just to get to a gas station kind of thing <laughs> yeah no and that's that's so cool you know you obviously made the move to nashville to pursue music mm -hmm. why specifically nashville because there's so many underground scenes in la in new york in just everywhere you know was there something about Nashville that stood out to you? Well, you know, before I ever started pursuing country music, I was trying to pursue pop music. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered, you know, country, got into it, really loved it, enjoyed it. Starting all my lyrics were just very country oriented. Um, and there is like a country scene out in L.A., there is absolutely no music scene at all in Arizona. I will tell you that right now. There's <laughs> nothing there. Um, all there is is golf, drinking, and uh, pool top parties. That is like- Oh, I could see that. That's all there is there. And it's nice. <laughs> it's really nice. But there's no, no music there. Um, so I was driving to LA for a while to do some co-writes. But 
I'm not a really big fan of Los Angeles. Um, mm -hmm. I just think the traffic is what just blows my mind. I can't, yeah. I'm more of a small town person. Um, Nashville is cool because it's like a big city, but it's also a small town at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, I swear it's like, no matter where you go, you will always see somebody, you know, like you just, oh, it's, <laughs> I mean, that's anywhere nowadays. Like it is like, I feel like the industry, especially in the music industry, yeah, it's so big, but it's so small. Like you never, like everyone knows everybody. Yeah. No, I was on a flight one time and they were like, Kit Moore, can you come up to the and I was like oh my gosh she's on her flight what <laughs> that's so awesome just, it, I, I, yeah it was really cool <laughs> I think he helped me if I remember correctly I, yeah I had to I had my guitar with me and he helped me put it up in a bin so thanks, <laughs> well thanks there you go there's <laughs> your, there's your moment with Kit Moore that's yeah, so awesome. it was a moment <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome you know for people that obviously you know our podcasts were all about supporting people you know are there any other females that you've been listening to recently that you're just obsessed with Ooh, well it's kind of hard to well I haven't really been listening to music much since the election because yeah it's been like forced down our throats but now that it's over with <laughs> yeah and are you talking about like country or any kind of just music. any We're music here. yep we love all types of music and so like just whatever you've been listening to recently all right i'm gonna open up first i'm gonna plug my best friend elena miles she is a pop singer and she's got some really great stuff um definitely check her out um yeah we'll have some, to some other music I have to look at my Spotify at my most recent song I have such a weird crazy variety of music that I listen to but mm -hmm. I've been obsessed with Bailey Brian lately oh, and I'm so amazed good. that like she does not have the amount of plays that she should have because her song roster specifically is like personally like my favorite right now yeah but I I don't get why she just doesn't have the plays that she should have. She's, I love her music. Sometimes it's so weird. So Bailey, so you said Bailey Bryan, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, so my favorite song of hers is, I just looked it up. It was Own It. Clear back in 2016 is like my all-time favorite song of hers. I, I just don't get why she's not more popular. Cause I think she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes like, artists like every artist has a dream of obviously like being on the same stage as Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert like being up there but there's so much talent behind the scenes and I think that's what makes so many artists unique I mean like you're so very talented and I love everything that you're doing and like there's so many artists that you know you're like oh my gosh they're really good but it's just they haven't had the platform to like you know have that kind of music and yeah. with that you know with them being I would say kind of like unsigned and in their little realm of things it honestly makes them so much cooler you know what I yeah. mean yeah. it's just like oh this chick like yeah I love her she's so good you need to listen to her like I feel like sometimes art like artists and people are more passionate about that when it and comes to like finding that also they're like a little before they're like there's some artists that are way before their time and I'm gonna talk about one that I used to listen to in high school when I lived outside of Detroit. And um, I went back and listened to his second album. He like rebranded himself, called himself a new name. He goes by Jameson. It's like J-S-M-N. Um, 
And his music literally sounds, it came out 10 years ago and it sounds like it could come out tomorrow. That's so awesome. It, it, it's like wild. Like I didn't, and it's weird because I remember listening to his music and being like, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> and then now I listen to it today and I'm like, wow, this, I can vibe to this. This is so cool. It's, it's so crazy how that works. It's like, it's timing. It's, you never know what's going to happen. I've seen some amazing singers before that just like, you know, and also there's like one hit wonders too. Mm -hmm. And you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. The music industry is so, it's so awesome in that realm of things, just because you never know what's going to happen. But TikTok has created such a powerful platform for unsigned artists to share their voice. I know that you mentioned earlier in the episode that, you know, people were doing TikToks to your videos and honoring, you know, people. And I think like, I personally have found like over the last three months, I found like 90% of my music off of TikTok. Um, Seriously? Wow. And it's, it's insane. Like I never thought, I think once you get into that music TikTok, you're just, your for you page is like full of it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was just like, I'll never forget like the 615 house, the TikTok creator house that just kind of created in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I remember following all those guys before that thing was even a thing. Yeah, no, I actually wrote with Chris before that house. Yeah, a while ago. That's funny. That's so awesome. And I was in a writing class with Ashley Cook. I just think it's, it's like crazy how like you know, seeing them grow. It's just wild. It's the power of social media. The power of TikTok is the most powerful one of all, but I personally don't see the platform lasting very long. Like, I think the reason why it did so well this year is because of quarantine. And a lot of people had time on their hands and a lot of people have been going back to their, you know, jobs now. Um, There's less quarantining happening. And I, I mean, just like Vine and Musical.ly from a business standpoint, I don't see the app personally like lasting forever. And it's yeah. only because apps like that have died in the past. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think, I think people, I mean, Facebook is Facebook. Instagram is Instagram. Twitter, it's there. I don't use it personally, but yeah, it's, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think that we live in such a time where we're so creative and inventive and we're always creating new things and we're always coming up with new ways to do things, new trends, whatever. And so I think it's only a matter of time before something else is the next new thing. Um, I'm so curious what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, it's probably like, so when you're hearing it first guys. So like when we find out what the next thing is, like, we're going to have to text each other, Danny. And we'd be like, this is what the next thing is. This is remember when we were talking about it and it, we were wondering what it is. This is what's it. <laughs> it which is so cool. And I think, you know, especially for unsigned artists, you know, even on TikTok right now, like helping them get their start. I mean, I know three people, um, for instance, Priscilla Block, um, mm-hmm. I remember talking to her and interviewing her a long, long time ago before mm-hmm. she was even on the radar of anyone. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, she was so talented back then and she still is today, but to watch her grow on TikTok and then get her record deal, that was yeah. so cool. And I think so many artists are doing that nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. they're getting, they're growing their brain and they're utilizing 
And I think that's the biggest thing. And that can kind of lead into like my final, like official question for you, you know, artists utilize whatever platform that is innovative right now. Has there been platforms that you have utilized, especially with your releases of getting your music out there? Well, I suppose, um, actually previous, I had this conversation, um, literally right before this, uh, <laughs> it completely depends on your audience and, uh, that demographic of that audience and what social media platforms they use. So my demographic on my Spotify tells me that 30%, which is the majority, um, are 75% of the people that listen to my music are females. Mm -hmm. And then 30% are the ages 23 through like 27. And then I think right beneath that is ages 28 to 34. And then it's like tied between the 18 to 22 and then like uh, 34 and up. Um, And based off of that, uh, most of my like social media use usage should be through Instagram Mm -hmm. be and should be geared towards that because the majority of my demographic uses that app, not TikTok. TikTok is a very young audience. And one thing I've noticed about it is because the audience is so young, not a lot, like you can have like 500,000 followers on TikTok, but only have 50,000 followers on Instagram because they don't transfer over. If you've noticed, they don't transfer over to Instagram because it's an older platform for older people. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I've personally like noticed. And I think it's just important for other artists to go look at who your demographic is, who's listening to your music, figure out who it is and go off of that to see where you should be focusing on your social media. Because mm-hmm. some people ha- could have like a older audience and older audiences tend to be on Facebook. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, business-wise, like recently, majority of my clientele has been Instagram. And I think that is just because the musicians, I think musicians are so geared towards Instagram. I think mm-hmm. Instagram is a great tool. Um. So yeah. So no, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I never even thought of that. You know, like that's really good advice and really, mm-hmm. you know, good advice for anyone even wanting to do anything within the music industry that's why I think you know at times you know we can compare ourselves to other artists that are you know blowing up on TikTok but it's like first off TikTok's algorithm is is like gambling it's like flipping a coin oh yeah because I literally put a 15 second video up once of saying I'm not gonna date anymore like I'm done dating for six months it was less than 15 seconds And I was like, I'm going to do what this video, March 12th, 2021. And that video got 2 million views. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know how or why, (laughs) but it did. And it's just such a weird, I don't understand the algorithm. Like you could post something so interesting. The algorithm doesn't make any sense at all. So that's the issue I have with TikTok. And it's almost like you can't place all your bets on, on such a high stakes gamble. So mm. you got to do it all almost. I've kind of been taking a break from TikTok because I've been working on a lot of content and I just, I don't know. I haven't really been looking at it either. I've been yeah. kind of focusing on Instagram because I know where my demographic is, but yeah, no, totally. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm just looking at it from like a business aspect. I'm very business oriented when it comes to, to all of this. 
and no you have to be like yeah I think, like artists so many of them and I I oh, who was it last night it was actually on TikTok and I was watching a video and it was Nicki Minaj and she said like the biggest thing was if artists pursue a career whether in music whatever and they are going to college unless you take a business class you are not benefiting you and she said something that really stuck out to me she said that if she would have took a business class she would have invested more into her career she said instead i had to rely on other people mm-hmm. and she goes i don't like that and mm-hmm. no artist does i mean especially independent artists like when you are building your career and your foundation you don't want to rely on other people like that is you like this is your foundation mm-hmm. and so i think and she was like if you're going to college and you're a musician you need to take a business class so you can understand the basics of business and I, a lot of artists, I think, especially nowadays, they run their career solely based on what's going and what's trending, not yeah. as a perspective. And so I respect you. I mean, I can already tell just having our, you know, conversations that we have in the past and, you know, now, like I can tell you're very business oriented. So I really, really ex- uh, respect that. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danny, for taking the time to chat with me today on this bonus episode of the Girl Most Likely podcast. And to wrap it up for us, can you tell us where our listeners can follow you at? Yes. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, You guys can follow me on uh, all social media platforms. I'm literally everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. Twitter uh at danny d-a-n-i-t-a-y-l-o-r music danny taylor music 